most people don't understand it. We've learned our job over and over and over and over again for years on end. And we don't get enough credit for that. So for me, this is just another evolution of, of marketing. I'm interested to see what, what Apple does. Like right now, I'm not hurting on, on Perfy's ads. I don't plan to be an e-commerce beverage, but it's just another blip in the road where you got to relearn and, and apply. folks welcome back to another episode of you are not your ROAS today we have one of our favorites where our fridge is stocked full of it my closet stocked full of your merch we actually ended up buying three of those cool little coolers that you made uh the man with the plan behind Perfy, Vasa Martinez Vasa welcome to the show hey thanks for having me I'm stoked to be here Abs- absolutely um before we get into all the awesomeness about Perfy, um how did you get into entrepreneurship? You kind of have like a, a pretty interesting uh, trajectory there, right? Uh, some of the show notes I was reading, you ran a bar nightclub restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I graduated from UCLA in 2007. And when that was going down, it was like the the depression that we were going through, whatever recession, whatever it was. And I didn't realize, like, I thought it was going to be like, I was working on Wall Street right after UCLA. And man, I got a rude awakening. So I started working, no joke for one, a shady chiropractor that had me do like this weird things at gyms to, um, <laughs> yeah. Like I was scanning people's bags. Like, Hey, you, you should go to the, uh, the chiropractor. It was, it was, it was awful, man. Um, I was working at TGI Fridays and I was working for the city of, uh, LA at a beach. And I had to do those three things to like start paying off my student loans. And that's kind of where I gained like the, the work ethic, I would say like three jobs back to back to back to back. Um, but then I went to like a really big popular bar and nightclub in Hermosa Beach that I ran for a while. And that's where I think I really learned a lot of the details. Like there was times where like if a candle wasn't on, like they're like the battery powered candles, like by the, yeah, by yeah. the salsa bar, like I would get popped for that. You know, certain things weren't the right way. Like I'm big on sports programming because I used to run NFL yeah. Sundays. And, um, you know, this is where I learned a lot of paying attention to detail. But from there, I went to Quest Nutrition as an unpaid intern. Um, worked for a couple challenger brands after that and then started my agency and then Perfy. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I, so it's actually cause we're about the same age and, uh, I graduated at the same time as well. And I, uh, left school with an economics degree and I ended up getting a job, the same job I had before I went to school, um, selling shoes, uh, women's shoes at Nordstrom. It was oh, actually yeah. like gut wrenching. Yeah, it was. It was very uh, interesting times indeed to have that um, aspiration crash into reality. Yeah. <laughs> you just like, you think life is, and so uh, yeah. It's, to be fair though, you know, like if you can make a what do they say, like lemonade out of lemons or what have you, uh, it helped a lot in terms of. Uh, to your point, I, I learned a lot of attention to detail, but also salesmanship dealing with people understanding like um there's not without sounding too douchey like there's nothing more entitled than like very very like highfalutin women coming in and buying like shoes that they don't need and so it was just this this very unique interaction and you started to uh, really uh tighten that up into that um what would you say like helped kind of propel you from that so as you said work ethic quest how did you get into like e-com and this these things like how did you kind of start to penetrate those markets so with my agencies is when it really kicked off i didn't run any paid media like that at quest nutrition Mm -hmm. i was handling a lot of the content i handled quest cooking quest sports quest training um that's where i learned a lot of like the hooks on social media like that's when ugc was actually ugc um you know and um when I left Quest, I went to uh, be a director of marketing at a emerges, emerging frozen food brand. And 
doubled their social following in less than six months. Um, did it again at Legendary Foods after that. And I was like, at that time, I was like, I want to make more money. You know, that's, it was yeah. all about money for me at that time. And yeah. I was like, I could probably do this for three or four brands at once and like quadruple what I'm getting paid. So I yeah. did it. And, and that's what, that's what happened. It was really nice when I started Growth Buster. And that was, uh, I incorporated it January of 2018 and I started consulting 2017. And as I started working more and more with the agency, um, you know, at first we were organic social, strictly like photography for Instagram, writing the editorial calendar, copywriting, growing social following. I would literally make bets right. with clients, like one month onboarding, three months execution, I'll double your social following. And I won a couple bets that way. It was pretty nice. Um, but then from there, uh, I started working with a brand called Outer Isle Gourmet. They go by Outer Isle now. And over the course of, it'll be what, five years I've been working with them, I became their CMO. And with that, I've had to find ways to take a, a temperature, you know, like it's, it's shipped frozen. How do you, okay. how do you do e-com with a frozen product? And we actually did well with it. And I, I dove deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's how it came to be. You know, it was just growing and learning every day as I was kind of, sometimes I was stepping out over my skis, but I just, yep. I was a sponge and I just went after it. I Googled, YouTube, whatever I had to do, you know? That's really fascinating. So then you started touching pretty much all parts of the business, right? Because you're touching the logistics in specific with the frozen foods because like packaging and shipping, shipping times, et cetera, et cetera, become a really big deal. Is it going to be sitting out on a porch in 100 degree weather? Like there's all these considerations that you have to start to take into account versus like, hey, let's just grow social following. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. I'm, I'm definitely not like I have an ops team for Perfy at that uh, outer aisle. They have a great ops uh, head of ops. But there are a lot of considerations. You know, there's um, frozen packs that come in it. You know, I worked for a company that, that was shipping dry ice. Um, yep. But without a while, it's frozen packs that melt over a certain amount of time. So you start, have to start calculating how good is this product after the ice packs melt. So if we shipped to Austin, we know that it'll get there in two or three days. If it sits out on your, your doorstep for a day, the ice packs are going to melt, but the product's okay. You know, once the ice packs melt, it has like five days before um, that product's bad. So we it was a lot of CX that we had to do. So we have a great CX person on the team that handles all of these inbounds and we let them know like, hey, it's it's still good five days after it melts, but we just want it to be as fro frozen as long as possible because it's like slacks out. That's so fascinating. Um, do you have any cool stories from your agency time? Are you still there yeah. or you're full time? Are you still, so you're still Growth Busters and Perfect. And, and Outer Isle. And, uh, oh, you're, you're still done all three. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Basta, so, that's incredible. Yeah. So, how do you so give me some insight there? Because that's a lot. You're an executive, you're a founder, and you're doing your agency. Yeah. So, that's incredible. The agency um, pays my bills. Uh, I'm fortunate to have like a little bit of, um, I guess, freedom with that. Uh, I don't pay myself yeah. a perfy. It's We're not at a place where I should or I could. Um, but I, I don't know how I do all three. I think it starts back in that 2007 story when I was working three jobs to pay my student loans off. Um, it's all fun for me. Uh, and I think that at certain points you have to hire for things that like, I don't do a lot of the fun stuff anymore. When I was writing editorial counters, thinking of crazy content oh, for magic spoon back yeah. in the day, like we, they're still one of our clients. Like that was my, like the funnest of times. And yeah. I can't do that much as, uh, that as much anymore. Uh, but it's just, it's not as hard as you'd think, you know, for a while, I think I let the work-life balance slip away. Um, it was until like some health issues popped up that I started addressing it. Um, but I think with some certain systems, it's doable. And and I'm you know what? I'm grateful that Outer Isle allows me to, you know, do all that stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. 
So tell me some more about let's let's, let's double click. Actually, I hate when people say double click on that bus. So I just fell into my own trap. <laughs> but let's let's go into that because I I'm candidly struggling with that as well. Where I've been at triple almost a year and a half now, and it's and I'm only doing one thing, and it is an absolute grind where it's just a rocket pace. And uh, I know that's how perfy is. I know agency life can get crazy. And then on top of that, you run in the show at uh, Outer Isle, like what systems like another thing to your point like health is actually a, a really good uh a fire alarm <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah you realize how uh ooh, first product shot let's go um you realize how superfluous everything else is if you don't have your health right like it's uh i i recently went to israel we had a, a cool executive retreat out there we have offices in jerusalem um and i got sick for like three out of the five days there, like just bedridden and i was just thinking because i was just running it hard right like i would just been trip after trip after trip and then you're going international then you have time zones and then i it just it just got crazy so what systems do you use and how did you kind of re right the wrongs i guess of trying to fix your health like because that's really interesting to me candidly because i'm trying to trying to be more healthy as well as as also trying to figure out um, like life can't all be about work, right? Like it's great that you have passion and you're excited about it, but at the same time, like there's building relationships with people, helping people, et cetera, et cetera, that can really bring you value. So, um, how did you kind of write the ship and then what frameworks do you use to, to, to be so productive? Nothing too fancy. To be honest, I'm a big, like, you know, blue collar dude. Um, I wake up at six, nothing too early. I'm not like the three o'clock riser, the four o'clock riser. I'm definitely, I love Kobe, yeah. but I, I don't have that sort of Mamba. Um, mentality quite yet. Wake up at six, get to the gym at seven, um, finish at eight, get home by eight thirty, eight forty-five, and that's one big change that I think I've implemented since things got things got out of control. Is just knock that out of the park right out the gate. Um, that's just yeah. my type of personality. Once it's done, awesome. Then I can dive into work and have a clearer mind. Um, I definitely don't respond to emails before I'm done with the gym, or at least maybe if it's an emergency, I'll respond while I'm there. But until I get there, I'm still half asleep and I'm probably grouchy. Um, so I definitely don't touch those early on in the day. I fell into that trap a lot in the past. Um, after that, I just kind of like try to block time out. Like when I, when I'm going into deep work, I turn everything off. Like I, I, my phone's on like, do not disturb. My phone's been on silent literally since when I was in the nightlife industry. I don't know what a, like a, a ringtone sounds like anymore on my phone, Same. uh, simply just because it was crazy times. Um, but I think silent fo- uh, phone notifications is, is important. Um, yeah. I think getting the gym out of the way earlier in the day. I think getting to bed earlier, you know, if you wake up earlier, I think you fall asleep earlier. I go to sleep at like maybe 10 at the latest. Um, I sleep really damn good and uh, get eight or nine hours of sleep, sometimes 10. And I focus I focus more on sleep than I do like heavy lifting with work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes it. So that's kind of my big issue right now is that um, I realized that the morning is a function of your evening the previous night. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I find them like to be separate but in reality like they're absolutely intertwined and like the later you get to bed at night the harder it is to get up and then you just kind of run this cycle um dude that's incredibly impressive that's incredibly impressive was there anything that so besides the health stuff like how do you how like do you do stuff for you kind of thing or is it just like you just get a lot of uh, enjoyment and excitement from the businesses that you're running and the productivity that you're producing yeah i hang out with my dog and my girlfriend as much as possible after work it's amazing um, it's amazing that that's like my favorite time of the day it's like almost i've got to earn that i hang out with my dog like throughout the day too i'll take random breaks if some crazy shit happens with growth buster or perfy or outer aisle i'll just take a quick break and like cuddle my dog like no joke it sounds weird um, but it kind of solves things for me. Like it, it makes things like, all right, this is, it's not that bad. It's not the end of the world. 
Um, I've got to do that sometimes quite a bit, having three different things going on. Um, at night, we watch a bunch of shows. We've probably watched like nearly everything worth watching on Netflix, Prime, HBO. Um, that's important. I don't think that's lazy time. Yeah, I could be using that time to figure out how to get to Mars before Elon. Um, but the, <laughs> but but you know, like I think it's important to be able to unabashedly love doing something. And for me, sometimes it's watching whatever content is on on you know, that's streaming, um, whether it's sports, whatever it may be. I think that's super important. And then when shit gets real bad, I'll play the drums. Like drums was like my first thing that I got into. Uh, I've got a, a electric kit in one of the offices here, and um, I'll I'll jump into that. How exciting! What do you what are you on lately for the uh, shows? I'm always looking for new recs. The Last of Us is incredible. Yes, yes, Sean, right? It's great. Uh, the Last of Us is incredible. We're big on like um, CIA stuff. That was like a dream job when I was yeah. in college. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I went into marketing eventually. Um, so like the uh, I always get was it J- Jack Ryan that was a good one yeah we watched That's a song right yeah Sopranos we watched yeah. through a couple times oh of course um, it's a classic Sopranos a classic all sorts of stuff man we 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 watch pretty aggressively too like two or three episodes at a time if we have to I'm the same way I find. I, that's what some of the so for Last of Us I actually like put it off so then I could binge I get so frustrated with the the one out thing where it's just like I want more I gotta know I gotta know and that or just having to reboot the whole like scene and stuff in my head I don't know I, I there's I'm with you I think that there's something to be said about like rejuvenating and finding out what those activities do or what those activities are to rejuvenate yourself because um just working at 50 to 60 percent capacity all the time just ain't it like take a break go figure something out do something for yourself and then come back 100 percent, and you're just really gonna have not only more productivity but it's just just feel better right like when you're just constantly battered and beaten it's it's a challenge and i love the idea too that you don't i'm trying to do more and more of this as well where i try and do my like a morning walk in the or a a walk in the morning but without like touching my phone like I'll, i'll basically just turn a podcast on and that's it because just the idea of knowing I have to answer something or like you, you start already formulating responses in your head and you're just fucked already, right? Like it's just done. It's like, it's very challenging. So I think that's, a, you're really, really onto something there. Um, do you have any like uh, role models or muses or anybody that you really admire or look up to in terms of uh, either business or life or just anything in general? I try not to, um, even with, oh, really? I try not to. Yeah. Interesting. So here's why. Um, if you give people the opportunity to let you down, they probably will. And and I, I find that super fandom is more toxic than beneficial to people. Like like Kobe was probably the closest thing to like like fandom yeah. that I had. I don't even really like sports anymore because of how weird people get when they're getting, you know, wasted. Like I used to party all the time. Um yeah. but I think that it's it's counterproductive to trying to achieve certain things. And I've got three big buckets I'm trying to achieve. Growth buster, outer aisle, perfy. Um and sometimes those distract me. Uh so I don't really have uh, any any role models or muses that I not currently at least um, the reason I said people might let you down is you might they might be a role model but behind the scenes when they're not posting their content on social media they may be a, they might be a dick or not really who yep. they say they portray themselves to be so I try not to let my, get myself to be let down never meet your heroes kind of thing huh um, that's an interesting take I definitely have a little bit of that vibe I do definitely try and so I do a lot of business memoirs and things of that nature. Um, but to your point, it's challenging for me to find somebody that I admire because there are certain aspects of them that I think like they might just be an absolute crusher in business. So, like Steve Jobs is like the epitome of the perfect example of this, right? Of like 
just an incredible product person, incredible businessman, absolutely just atrocious human. Yep. Just like, just, just, just a really terrible guy. Um, and so, um, that's interesting though. Huh. That's fascinating. That's a, that's an interesting take. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's wrap up the main segment. One last question for you. Yep. What's the nicest thing someone's done for you? Um, man, it's anything that my mom's done. That's, that's the easy answer. Um, she was dope. I'm the youngest of eight. She was a single parent. My dad. Eight. Yeah. I'm the youngest of eight. And the fact that she was able to be such a strong woman and do a good job raising all of us, I think. Um, I mean, that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever done. But aside from like the obvious answer, um, I think I told my team on the agency side, one of the coolest compliments I've got in the past long time is that my ops team said, Vasa, you're a freaking hustler. And not like a hustler, like, like a hustler, can't jump like where I'm pretending like jump. I can't dunk yeah. and I'm taking your money and hustling, yeah. hustling you. Like great hu- reference, by the way. Yeah. Uh, hustler, <laughs> as in like you, you just you just grind, dude. And yeah. that was probably the coolest thing someone said in a while. As, as simple as that, like you're a hustler. I love that. There, I mean, candidly, I would take perseverance over anything. Honestly, like I, I've met so many talented people that don't do anything, and I've met so many people that are just supremely untalented but just never quit and they just keep plowing through things and they get to the, they get to where they want to be. And then you have these really smart, eloquent people on the sideline, just from the cheap seats. Oh, well I could do that. Blah, blah, blah. Like I'm a big, uh, Teddy Roosevelt fan, man of the arena. One of the best speeches ever. Like, uh, also if you, um, uh, river of doubt is a fantastic read. If you guys ever want to get into that, uh, Teddy Roosevelt explored the Amazon crazy, just crazy human. But, um, I really, Vasa, you're so interesting. I love this. Thanks, man. Why'd you start Perfy and why is it called that? Um, I'll start with why it's called that. Uh, it's a nickname I had for my mom. Uh, the actual oh. the actual uh, legal business name is Forzo. My mom's name is Zora. My middle name is Zorin, the male version of Zora. And my dog's name is Zoe. So Forzo is like for my mom. Um, she told me that I, I used to call her uh, Perfy. Cool. She said, Vasa, when you were two years old, um, you grabbed me by the pocket when I was putting on my lipstick and you said, Ma, you're Perfy. And I switched the name of the brand because Perfy was initially going to be Aguas Frescas and it was called Chingon. And when she told me that, I switched that and it went with a couple other notes. And I was like, I'm doing a soda instead of the Aguas Frescas. And I'm so pumped on, on how that turned out. But that's that's how the brand got its name. That is very cool. Yeah. Wow. That's one of the best founding stories I've heard in a while. Um, why'd you start it? That's the tough one. So um, okay. as I started the agency... Um, my mom was diagnosed with something bad. I always just say diagnosed and people like, well, diagnosed with what you forgot to say. And I was like, I I don't want to put that out there. Um, because of that, one of my older brothers had a stroke and he's still paralyzed. Um, the next year, yeah, the the next year, my cousin passed away from diabetes. My best friend died from fentanyl on accident. Um, you know, there's 15 to 18 friends that had passed away between 2018 and, and this year, all from tragic things like the movie final destination. It's like, like, not like trees hitting them on the freeway type stuff but just terrible terrible things um my old roommate of five years took his life just before the pandemic hit in 2020 and goodness it was it was a nightmare like i would dive deeper and deeper into the agency like the agency did well because of it like some people some people do like they turn to drugs or alcohol or whatever it may be and for me i i worked 100 hour weeks i had something to prove i had to deal with the pain and um i just worked my ass off and that's kind of when I started realizing I can't do this forever. And also once I have enough, you know, saved up from the stocks or crypto or whatever it may be, I want to do my own thing. And I want to apply these tools and tactics that I use for helping other brands grow to my own thing, not from an egotistical perspective, but from a, how can I set up a plan and try to achieve like almost the unconquerable and use pain 
as the fuel to get there. Yeah. And yeah. And that's kind of why I started a soda brand. I mean, I wish I wish that, you know, I I always crack the joke that I wish I did a cheese cracker because it's easier to ship <laughs> and it's just like whatever. <laughs> but with me, I think beverage, whether it's non alcoholic, alcoholic or sodas or juices, whatever it may be, I think they're just such an emotional like kind of product. I understand. And I understand. people freaking love soda. And for me, there wasn't a brain health soda out there. So I coupled two things that are important. Um, you know, diabetes and obesity epidemic and the mental nope. health epidemic. And together I kind of married those into Perfy with the love I have for everyone that I lost and the love I have for my mom and naming it after her and thankfully she's here to see it. Man, that's heavy, dude. That's incredible. Wow. That is a really cool story. Um Jeez, how do you follow that up? Uh, <laughs> the you did some something pretty cool at the beginning. Or do you still do the trial pack? Yeah. Um. So I do the trial pack, but I reframed it for Perfy. Okay. Yeah. Give give people some color there, because for people that don't know, Perfy it's the little soda that you're drinking. How many flavors do you have now? Three, four. two, four flavors. Oh wow, amazing. Do you formulate everything, or you just oversee it? I didn't formulate it, but I I paid a lot to get them formulated, and I I, 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 I give the guardrails. Yeah, 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 amazing. Um, for people that don't know, it's a soda, um, and it's really heavy to ship and eats into your margins. And so that's one of the interesting things where th that's kind of where the cheese cracker joke came from. But you were doing something pretty interesting with the trial to subscription. Um, give us some color there. Yeah, so this trial to subscription um, tactic I've used for Adderall for over three years now. And the idea is just like when you signed up just for like Slack when up for or when Slack. you signed up for whatever, you get a trial period with, with SAS. And it's usually 14 days, and then sometimes they have you put in your credit card, sometimes they don't. Um, and sometimes it's like a, a math thing. How, how many of those convert from free to premium or whatever it's called? I wanted to take some B2B marketing and apply it to CPG because there's often we're often behind in our world, or it's very, very different. Yep. So I applied that at Outer Isle, and we doubled our social our, our subscribers like almost immediately. Doubled our like revenue, doubled our subscribers. And um, it was a huge tactic. So with that learning, we're still running that at Outer Isle. Uh, I applied it to Perfy early on. I think I had the framing wrong with Perfy because I did um, get a free trial pack, just pay shipping. And that helped subsidize yep. the all-in landed cost. Sure. Um, but people were very interested in it. Oftentimes with a the product, there's like, especially in e-commerce, there's usually minimum order quantities. And yep. Perfy's is one case. And that's like 35 bucks with shipping. It's like 40 all-in for a 12-pack. It's too expensive. And that's, like you said, because of the weight of it. So I wanted to give people an opportunity to try it, and that's what we ran early on. But now I've reframed it as get a trial pack for four ninety nine, don't pay shipping at all. It's like four ninety nine and tax to try three cans of Perfy. Right now that yep. that's converting pretty heavily for me. Yes, it's a cheaper offer. Um, people are just weird about paying for shipping, regardless if it's ten yep. cents or ten dollars. I'm not leading to the subscription yet, um, but I, I will probably kick that back in. We're converting uh, trials. For Perfy right now, five or ten bucks. I'm running it just fifty bucks a day, and we get ten to twenty um, trial purchasers every day right now. That's really strong. What is the end game? Is it kind of like the the liquid death, which is like one of my brand crushes kind of play, where you you eventually penetrate retail, wholesale kind of thing, or because that has to be it, right? Like yeah. it, it's just uh, a, a beverage company D to C is just you're just uphill on margins constantly because that that. So do you do, how do you fulfill it too? Because breaking up those packs is pretty interesting. So you can pick and pack just three or is that just a whole separate inventory? Or like, how does that work? Because that's a whole nother like quagmire as well, right? Yeah, they're already kitted at the 3PL. So, oh, cool. Yeah, so they're already kitted. Like the merchant stuff I'll ship out from my garage. 
Um, sure, sure. Uh, but the like the trial pack, the variety packs, they're all they're all already kitted. Um, but taking a quick quick step back, um, shit, you said something that I wanted to touch on. Oh, I forgot what it was. But yeah, they're already kitted, so they just ship out of there. Um, it's no big. The the wholesale liquid death. Yes. Penetrating. So yeah. so for D to C, I think this is the name of game. The game. Like right now, people are calling it Omni Channel. I, I think yeah. that it's always been the playbook. When I was at Quest, like the way that they la- landed GNC nationwide early on was because yeah. of demand. They were creating yep. demand. People requested enough. They unlocked GNC, and then the other rest is history. It's always been that strategy for me. You build an online audience, and you call them to action either online or in-store. When you combine both of those, your overall blended CAC, whether it's in-store or online, is significantly mitigated. And people often focus, especially investors, focus way too much on one very narrow point. So for yep. me, I call it house file. How many subscribers do I have? How many affiliates, ambassadors? How many followers? How many Facebook group members? How many people downloaded the app? All of that. How many emails, phone numbers? All of that's house file. And my my the, like, I'm just trying to cobble together and harvest all of these as much as possible, so I can get to a point where I can geo target. You know, like if I'm talking about rolling out in New York or Utah, yep. geo target those the house file. Hey, we're now available at X, Y, or Z. Now they can purchase online if they want to stock up because the website's built for retention, not acquisition in a way, and in-store is where I want to acquire. So I'm using things like Isle to acquire in-store with a free can offer, um, but the name of the game is building house file, whatever that may be, the consumer touch points. As you roll out into retail, you now have an army. That's so interesting, and this is totally within your wheelhouse because you've been in CPG and beverage forever. Yep. That's that's so fascinating to me. How interesting. Um do you want to talk a little bit about kind of like the health benefits in the formulation? There was a, a pretty cool tweet that you, I, I think yesterday or something like that with the, uh, the blood sugar comparison mm-hmm. and stuff. Do you want to give some people some color there? Because I think there there's a little bit of, I don't want to say ignorance because that sounds like a pejorative, but uh, just uh, non-knowing of kind of yep. what some of these sodas can actually really be doing to you. Yeah, so even, even zero, well, I'll, I'll take a step back. People go from Coke to Diet Coke to LaCroix. And yeah. <laughs> And the problem with Coke is they realize that they become problem aware. Oh, I shouldn't be drinking all this sugar. Then they go to Diet Coke and then they become problem aware again. Oh, I shouldn't be drinking these artificial ingredients. And then they go to LaCroix and then the problem awareness is the product doesn't really taste like much. And then they jump back over somewhere and find a happy medium between Diet Coke and LaCroix. So for me, I wanted to build something that was positioned differently than what's out there in the market right now. There's a lot of great brands in gut health sodas, gut health whatevers. And I didn't want to create another one. I saw that at Quest. There was a million bars that came out. And it wasn't until one bar rebranded that we had a Coke to our Pepsi. And yeah. I didn't want to be a, just another me too jumping into gut health. And brain health was like a personal need of mine. So yeah. on top of that, metabolic health is, is a very big thing for me because of what I got myself into um, working sure. too much. So the idea was during R&D, how can I develop something that doesn't spike your blood sugar? And that is as juicy and delicious as a full sugar soda. And the goal was to try to find that perfect balance. So yesterday, Jason Whitrock tested Dr. Perfy against Dr. Pepper. And yes, I know Dr. Pepper, of course, is going to spike your blood sugar like Mount Everest. Yeah. But what people don't know is that Dr. Perfy, even though it ha- or uh, Perfy in general, even though it has two to four grams of sugar, it they might think that's going to spike their blood sugar, but it's not. It was completely flat. And the important part about that Diet Coke segment that I talked about is that even though it's zero calories, zero sugar. What that does is it tricks your pancreas into secreting insulin, and when your when your pancreas, whoa, I did not know that. So, so what? That's interesting. If you're testing your blood sugar, you'll likely see a blood sugar drop. But then what happens after that? You become like extremely hungry, have weird cravings, 
you grub, you spike your blood sugar, then it drops back down again, and then you do that over time, yeah. and that's insulin that resistance or prediabetes or eventually type 2 diabetes. So the important part for me was to be metabolically true. And when you test your blood sugar, it can't lie. Like, yes, there's some shady ways you can mess with it by putting cinnamon in things or whatever to try to make a, a product seem like more blood sugar friendly. But at the end of the day, marketers can't lie about it. And that's the right. North Star that I wanted to go for. And now I'm putting more emphasis on that because there's a lot of products out there that say keto or low sugar or whatever it may be, but they'll have maltodextrin in them, which has a higher glycemic yep. index than table sugar. Uh, it'll have a lot yep. of fake you know, ingredients or things that aren't necessarily true or honest. And my goal was to win with honesty. Man, that's a great pitch. I did not know that about the, oh man, that's so fascinating to me. That is so fascinating to me. Um, what do you see as your biggest growth levers for Perfy? Growth levers right now is retail. We're rolling out into 300 plus stores right now. Two really awesome. You are? Yeah, yeah. Oh, where? Um, or is it a chain or is it just a smattering of everything? When does this go live? Uh, we're, you know, two weeks. So can That's you spell yeah, yeah, I'll spell the T. Okay. Uh, we're rolling out into Wegmans, and we're ah, and, and hell yeah. And this is probably and like my most probably, exciting one. We're rolling out into Come and Go. And, really? Yeah, 245 Come and Goes and 109 Wegmans. And wow, Come and Go excites me because going back to like the 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 villain in Perfy story is Big Soda, and Big Soda just raised their prices. So the price disparity between Perfy being 299 SRP and will discount down with different trade promotions. Sure. And a 20, 20 ounce bottle or a sixteen ounce can of Coke, it's very very small now. It's like two forty nine to two seventy nine, and Perfy will be you know right around the same price. Yes, it's a twelve ounce can, but people can now choose and make an easier decision to get something better for them for you know twenty cents more instead of two dollars more. That's really interesting. For people who wanted to break into retail, what was what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Like, did you have connects that come and go in Wegmans, or did you kind of just? cold dms like because I, I i get inundated from people all the time trying to break in i want i need an end cap or etc cetera, etc cetera. i just want to get in the store can you get me to whole foods yada yada what was your strategy how'd you get in there so i want to preface this by saying i've heard more no's in the past year <laughs> than probably ever in my life um so you got to have thick skin but you also have to be a sponge whether it's good or bad if something good happens well why did why was why did that happen if something bad happens like you get a no um, or whatever it may be, you have to take notes and and find a way to solve those objections. So there was no secret sauce. Um, come and go. I got lucky. You know, it was people hate on range me, but man, that thing is good. If you're a startup brand, I would spend the twelve hundred dollars for a one year thing. Keep keep that subscription going because people are looking at your brand there. Um, so it's important that to have that. That's how come and go found us. I, I'm not familiar. Can you can you okay. tell people what that is? So range me. It's rangeme.com. They okay. are basically a match.com for brands and retailers you can that's kind of a great idea you can submit reviews like so let's say um you know come and go was reviewing last year we didn't make it last year they said hey we like this but not now is not the right time they reach out the end of last year saying we're good to go like like we, we want to roll out asap so there's process in that but range me is that matchmaker it gets hated on a lot right now but i'm telling you um it's solid i think it's solid so that's how we landed uh come and go uh wegmans was through a broker uh, a broker named Andrew uh, Lima from Off the Ground, and he has a relationship with a buyer. He pitches a lot of brands to them, and I actually was able to meet that buyer at um, Expo East, and it was a gr okay. great conversation. Everyone from the brand um, really loved loved Perfy, um, and you know we kept that ball rolling, and eventually um, got the UNFI sign off and all of this, and you know we're we're ready to roll. Um, but it's just it's honestly just it's not a numbers game where you spray and pray. There's got to be a little bit of art to it. 
Um, right. And you know, your sell sheet's got to be good. Your pricing's got to be good. You've got to be able to um, describe your positioning and your differentiations enough. So if you have a solid marketer on your team that can talk about points of difference or unique selling propositions, whatever you call them, um, I think that's important. The, the, the yeses that we've got are those that see that we're different than um, you know, the gut health sodas that are out there. They're like, oh, you're a brain health soda. We get that. We need that. We don't have that. And then it, that's where we get the yeses. So, so positioning's huge. That's so interesting. Was the, uh, a broker like a homie or you, you found them or how did you connect with your broker? I reached out, I cold reached out to him, I think, or filled out his contact form. I had seen him before through the Amazing. agency, um, met him, you know, we chatted last year. He loves the product. That's an important thing yeah. too. Your broker's got to like, they got to care. He really does care. Um, yeah. you know, and that, that, uh, it's just relationships, I guess. That's really interesting. Yeah, um, I used to work for Whole Foods, and it's just absolutely the the stuff you have to go through to get no Whole Foods is crazy. And now it's even weirder because the the way they buy now is so interesting. So um, that's so awesome, man. That's so awesome. Speaking of Expo East, a are you going to Expo West, and b um, do you suggest these conferences to people? Do you like them? Do you think they're valuable? If you're in the space, like give some people. Um, kind of your thoughts there. Yeah, um, Expo East. I liked it. It's, I know that it, it's expensive as hell, man. Um, yep. It's. It, I I would say that being at Expo East and being able to meet the Wegmans team um, was great to have a face to face. It's a lot different than chatting on a phone or a Zoom. Um, you're able to, you know, actually have a meaningful conversation as long as it doesn't get interrupted by random people. Um, <laughs> and it's. I think like it, it's going to pay itself off. I mean, it already did with the POs that came in. I think it's very, very worth going. I don't necessarily agree with the idea that, you know, it's it's gatekeeping. I, I think for me, when I start anything, like you want to be the best. You want right. to be in the big leagues, whatever it may be. And saying that Expo East is gatekeeping is kind of like saying, like for a sucky NBA team to say, hey, the championship is gatekeeping us, you know? Like, yeah. no, you got you yeah, to yeah, yeah. build to get there. And for me, that's part of the sauce. Um, I also had to put aside you know, a significant amount of dollars. I paid for both last year. Um, and you got to put you got to put aside a lot of money, but if you can make it profitable, uh, then why the hell not? And I'm I'm so pumped on Expo West. We'll be there. That's very cool. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I think we're actually going to send some people out as well. It seems like a pretty interesting conference. It, at worst, to be on the periphery of it, where you, you can kind of like you were saying, bump elbows and kind. I'm a big believer they have to know you like you trust you before they transact with mm -hmm. you. And the fastest way to do all three of those things is in person. It doesn't scale, but. Um, you know, all you need is one or two hits and now you're in Wegmans and come and go. Like, and then the other thing is, um, from my other CPG friends is, um, it can start to snowball because then now you can go to Whole Foods, but like, Hey, we're actually in, uh, Wegmans and come and go now. Did you want to revisit this? Or I'm going to go pitch HEB or what exactly. have you. And it's a, it's, it's almost like a podcast, right? Where it's just like, Oh, Joe Rogan's been on, I, you you know, you name drop. It is what it is. And then, yeah, Vasa Martin has been on the podcast now. Now I'm going to be able to get everybody. It's just it's perfect. It works out. It's perfect. Um, that's awesome, man. That's super awesome. What do you see? How do you see kind of e-commerce unfolding in the next two to three years? Do you, like, what's your, what's your take there? Any hot takes? Any kind of predictions? Anything that, any AI stuff? Are you guys using AI for Perf Perfy or for Growthbuster or for any of your kind of outer aisle, any of those things? Are you um, leveraging it yet? For outer aisle, not so much. My agency uses it just to get some starting points and some ideas and then yep. we'll edit things. Um, I used it for a job description for uh, the happiest TikToker in the world for Perfy. Um, then I, I tailored it up and, and it was way better than anything <laughs> I would have wrote. Yeah. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah. It's TikToker. Yeah. 
it, it actually did a pretty decent job. I, I gave it like the consideration. So like the company is based in California and it should have X, Y, and Z and it did a pretty solid job. Um, I think I'm really creeped out by the, um, the AI ads that I'm seeing right now with people pretending like there's like Joe Rogan endorsing a product Dude. that he didn't. Um, the dick pills. That was crazy. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It was two of them. It was yeah. Rogan and his guest. Yeah. It was so well done. Yeah. Like I hope that, I hope they got a grip off of that because they're going to get sued into oblivion. But geez, man, yeah. that was so well done. Like for people that aren't in the know, like middle America that has no idea about AI, like it was indistinguishable almost, right? Like yeah. it was such a good cut. Oh my gosh. Um, I saw like a, there was a Call of Duty gamer that put together AI with like, it was George Bush, uh, Obama, Biden, and um, I, I think Clinton. And they were all gaming together. And it was pretty hilarious. It was, it was pretty <laughs> freaking hilarious. Um, but I think it's going to be, it's going to do more harm than good at first. I think people are going to get popped like uh, like people always say, when something's too good to be true, people are going to get lit up. Um, but for to answer your question specifically, I feel like I've learned my job a hundred times in the past 10 years. And it's always kind yeah. of changing. I think this is just a good line. Uh, it's, most people don't understand it, but I, I hope other marketers that are listening to this, like we've got, especially if you're in social, We've learned our job over and over and over and over again for years on end, and we don't get enough credit for that. So for me, this is just yep. another evolution of, of marketing. Um, no hot takes. I'm interested to see what, what Apple does. Um, I'm interested to see, like right now, I'm not hurting on, on Perfy's ads. I don't plan to be an e-commerce beverage, uh, but right. I mean, I, I don't really, we took a huge hit at Outer Isle, um, but we're fixing that. And I just yeah. it's just another blip in the road where you got to relearn and, and apply. That's really interesting. Do you have any? So, you like TikTok? TikTok. You like Instagram? So TikTok, I'm. I'm it's going to be a necessary evil right now. Personally, I, okay. I get anxiety every time I open that because there's just. So I same. I I don't use it because of that. Yeah. Like I, I, it's like crack, and I I know like my personality. It'll be three hours later, and I'll wake up yeah. like from a stupor of like what's going on, drool on my face, like what happened. Yeah, like I get hooked in pretty good, especially on the live. So there's this old guy who's a gamer has like this freaking car set up and like 10 different monitors and his car shakes when he's driving and he's playing like, um, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto or something. Yeah. Super funny. I just get hooked on that. But also people tend to be, um, to hide behind fake profiles and say some really yeah. out of pocket things. And I try to keep yeah. away from that. But right now that's a good point. We're hiring, uh, our goal is to try to hire the happiest TikToker in the world and judge success based on sentiment. And if we can get posts up in a succession without any hate, then we're doing our job and, and we'll see. What about, do you do any Pinterest, any Snapchat, any of these? Yeah, so we, at the agency last year, we I put together a project for the team to execute on, and I wanted to start working on a flywheel. And we practiced with yep. Perfy and then applied it to Outer Isle. Outer Isle saw the most success, Perfy not so not as much. Um, but I started with recipes, and I had the recipe we post on social, and we turned every recipe into a pin, and now that's on Perfy's Pinterest, and more people are seeing it organically. We did the same thing with Outer Isle with recipes that have already been created. Like, hey, this was kind of neat for Perfy, but we have no followers and nobody's really going to see it. What if we did this with a way bigger brand? And then we right. did it on Outer Isle and we went from like 3,000 views a month to like 40 or 50. Um, that wow. was like, just just by posting some fresh content, like having a very consistent theme. I'm, I like Pinterest. Um, I don't run any ads on there. I've tested it in the past. I wasn't too big on it. Um, but I think that uh, Pinterest organic could be really fun and compelling. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think that, um, and it's such an aspirational platform um, where people really go there to kind of be inspired and aspire to. Um, that's interesting though, because I know 
I know some people are doing work and then others where it's just like, it's, it, you know, there's that kind of thing of like master one or two before you kind of start getting to yep. tertiary or fourth channel in there because you start, you, there's that uh, Russian proverb, a uh, hunter who chases two rabbits, catches none kind of thing mm -hmm. or being, being focused there. That's really interesting. I totally buried the lead too. Uh, I'm not into the crypto space, um, but one of my buddies is a huge crypto maxi. There is a, a certain NFT vector with Perfy, right? Or no? Yeah. Am I missing that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I told I, I told because he was like, dude, that looks like an NFT. I was like, what? Oh, yeah, I did. So give us some some color there because that, that's a really cool take and I, I totally buried it. Yeah. So early on before I even really had a product, I bought a, a doodle <laughs> NFT and I was just like, it was December of 2021. I took that month off. I did my research. And I was like, this is great. This is like the vibe that I like. I want to put this on my can when it launches for like an LTO or limited time offer, or like limited edition can. Yep. And I ended up, that kind of went viral on on Twitter that December with like uh, people were asking to put their doodles on Perfy cans and they were sharing it. Like hundreds of people. There's still like hundreds that I haven't even got to. Um, but it was, it was kind of like an organic thing where I said, I own my doodle. I have certain rights, like IP rights to it. I own the soda company. I'm going to put these two together. And that's how we rolled out um, the flavor Dr. Perfy, and that's how I intend to roll out uh, future flavors with IP from NFTs that I own. And it it was kind oh, of a hit. Cool. It was kind of a hit. Yeah, that's a really cool vibe. And it's like if you know, you know. But if not, it just was like a cool can. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's, it's it's like a very symbiotic relationship for everybody. It's very inclusive in that sense. Um, but if you're on the inside, you're on the inside. How interesting. Um, yeah, that's super fascinating. Uh, what 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 else do I got for you? Man, you're blowing me away, dude. You're insanely impressive. This is really, really cool. Um, in terms of, yeah, I guess just the last question would be like, what are the best parts and worst parts of running Perfy? Um, the best parts is just, so this is probably the, the coolest thing that's happened, aside from like it being in honor of my friends, like, you know, honoring my mom, um, making a dope soda. Like, aside from that, like one woman I've never met from Vegas, she picked it up at a store that we're carried at in Vegas. She took. She works for um, for a home that uh, takes care of people with brain trauma type stuff. So strokes, sure. Uh, people who have uh, who have Alzheimer's or dementia. She okay. she took it there because she liked that it had brain boosting benefits, and everyone yeah. there loved it. And it was cute because, and it was also sad because they forgot that they loved it at some point. And she oh she had me she had me send more for a luau that they had in Vegas, like at, at their the you know the home the the twenty four hour care. And they, man, it's going to get me sad. Everyone at that party picked out something from the luau and put it in a gift bag for me. And the note was super, it was super sweet. I gave it to my mom. Oh my gosh. But they, they, it really made a happy impact on life. That was probably the coolest thing that that's happened with Perfect. That is right in the feels. Yeah. It, it was, it, it makes me emotional. Like I, I remember the note. I have a picture of it. They sent random cool little luau trinkets. Uh, it was really, really sweet. And the, the, the sad part is that they, they probably don't, you know, remember too much that they did that. Sure. Wow. That's wow. Man, there's so many emotional tugs on this one. This is definitely the highest feels yeah. uh, per minute episode I've ever Sorry, done. This man. is great. Uh, no, no, that's fantastic. It's super inspiring to see that you can just kind of plow through this and make the world a better place. It's really, really cool. It's very, very inspiring. Um, what are some of the challenges? Um, I got kicked in the nuts every day of January. <laughs> uh, not yep. literally. Um, yeah, supply yeah. chains, it's, it's, it was a challenge. We were switching commands. We tried new suppliers uh, for certain things. We, it was, 
it was gnarly. We missed a couple dates, but all in all, we found all of the solutions. It just, there's things that you can't control and there's things that you are, yep. you, that you can. Yep. And the things that you can't control, you've got to learn. Like those are, there was a lot of cuddling my dog last month. And, <laughs> and you got to realize there's nothing you can do. Um, you, could, you just got to persevere and you got to yep. get through it and you got to find solutions and be creative and think through things and um, it'll all come together. And that's probably the worst part, but it's, it's part of the territory though. So it can't necessarily sure. be part of the worst part. Um, yeah. I think um, another worst part is um, rejection's tough, no, regardless of how yeah. thick my skin is. Sometimes I just wish there was more answers. Like, for example, if we were in relationships and you get dumped, you kind of want to know why. Like, why why, yeah. why do you get dumped? And so you can improve yourself or, improve, right. or maybe you didn't do anything. But with some uh, rejections, like in retailers, I know Whole Foods won't allow perf yet because of allulose. That's okay. Like, I started the company knowing that with the prediction that at the end of this year or next year, it'll be okay. Um, but there's times where you get rejections and they don't tell you why. And it would be so yeah. helpful if they told you why. Like, Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. The, the not knowing in the vacuum is, yeah. uh, it can cause that mind virus and just go down <laughs> really weird pathways that aren't necessarily super, super productive. Uh, my man, this has been incredible. Are you ready for the rapid fire? Fire away. Here we go. TikTok, overrated, underrated? Overrated. Oh. YouTube, overrated, underrated? Underrated. Ooh, NFTs overrated, underrated. Damn, um, I would say, even though we're in the bears, underrated. Really? Yeah. Give me some color. Give me some color there. All right. So everything, everyone first through the door gets the bloodiest. Right now, I like. Yes, I am. This is home court advantage. That's a good line. Doodles is the first through the door right now. What they're going to build is the next Simpsons, and eventually, the doodle that I hold is going to be a Lisa or a Marge or a Millhouse or a whoever and it, the IP will be strong and we just got to have patience. So for me, I'd like, and I've been through a bear market. I started doing crypto in 2017. My brothers were 2013. They, you had to, like, you had to buy Bitcoin at a seven 11 and certain seven yeah. 11s only had like the little machine that you had to put the card in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we've seen these before. Um, I think they're underrated. They're underrated. I love that. I love that. Um, run in agency overrated, underrated, underrated, underrated. Ooh. Ooh, that's a hot take. I like that. Uh, California, overrated, underrated. Overrated. Ooh, because you're still there, though, right? Yeah, yeah amazing. Uh, influencers, overrated, underrated. That's a loaded one, but I'll give you, um, I would say underrated. Interesting. Okay. I like that. Um, hosting a podcast, shout out Food Chain on the Triple World yeah. Network. You're uh, doing wonderful work over there. Uh, hosting a podcast, overrated, underrated. Extremely criminally underrated i would agree i would agree it's the uh, lucas has a great the head of our podcast network lucas walker shout out i um, mean has a great line he says uh the pod podcasts are skeleton keys where there's just it's such a like non-creepy way to be like hey vasa let's just fucking talk for an yeah. hour like let's just jam like it's it's such a great i get to just talk to such cool people inspiring people like yourself uh no nah, i'm with you on that one um retail overrated underrated it's the only way it's it's extremely un underrated it's the only way yeah, no, I'm with you there. And we so in Austin, we have a lot of uh, food trucks. And then uh, basically people use like the the analogy I use is the food truck is kind of like the D2C store. And then once you get your kind of PMF, your product market fit there, and then you go and start the actual brick and mortar. And that brick and mortar is the actual kind of quote unquote retail for D2C where I think the, you, you're doing it right. And then you start to really penetrate that. Because again, my brand crush Liquid Death doesn't even sell uh, actual Liquid Death water on their site anymore. Okay. It's strictly in stores. It's brilliant. Um, if you could collab with one person with Perfect, who would it be? Uh, Chris Pratt. 
Oh man, that was quick. Yeah. What, is there any reason why or like? Yeah. So I. Yeah. I have so these, I. I have that, these, that was one that answer that, I've already had. Um, I oh, often okay. ask brands if your brand was a person, who would it be? Because because that can be a guardrail for you, especially as an agency. Um, yeah. It started at Quest, and it gives you the personality of it. Um, I say Chris Pratt because he's bubbly, he's funny. Um, yeah. I, I I just extremely likable. I would say, yeah. and and yeah. that's the goal. It's definitely a comedian. Um, it doesn't have to be like a supermodel person. Like I think like Amy Schumer, Chris Pratt, Paul Rudd. That's like right in my wheelhouse of who Perfume would be. And if I could work with anybody, probably them. That's amazing. What was the uh, person that Quest was? Cassie Ho. Who's that? I don't even so, know. So uh, she goes by Blogilates. We worked with her a lot there. I asked our social media manager um, back then. I was like, if Quest was a person, who would it be? And he said Cassie Ho, like as quick as I said Chris Pratt. That is so. That's a really good thought experiment. Yeah. I wonder if a triple well would be. That's a really good thought experiment. I love that. Um, your favorite meal and why? Um, steak with uh, grass-fed butter and malted salt. It's got to be malted salt. Uh, why? Uh, one, it doesn't spike my blood sugar. Two, I get full. Three, it's delicious. Um, four, I think it's what we should be eating. What's malted salt? Oh, oh God, dude, yes. Yes. So malted salt is a Did finishing I... salt. That's flaky. Sorry for everyone listening. That, that, no, that. I love this. Dude, so I'm telling you, it'll change your life. It comes in this dope okay. little box. They have a, a collab with a chocolate company, but it's finishing salt. You don't put it in while you're cooking. You put it at the end, and it's a little okay. flaky, and it kind of melts in your mouth, and it's yep. amazing. And it doesn't have the impact of like what, what regular sodium does where it makes you like um, retain water and stuff. Is uh, Spell it for me. M-A-L-D-O-N. Malden salt, and that's the brand or that's the type of salt? That's the brand. Um, the brand. That's the okay. Brand. I'm gonna have to try this because I'm I'm a big steak guy myself. Uh, so I'll have to. I've been living living a lie. Do you ever put it on? Uh, you ever put salt on watermelon? Does it work on like watermelon? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's oh my gosh. Okay, that's a game changer. If you're for people out there who have not done that, your life will absolutely change. I and mean, throw a little salt on your watermelon. If, it is it, it is so pleasant. If I could have, if I could do one collab with Perfume, it would be with Malden Salt. Like I could picture the because we, like, we have sea we have sea yeah, salt in our in our sodas, and switching with Malden Salt would that even work? I don't know. But imagine the pa- if you see their branding, you'll you'll see why I'm so pumped on that because it's like a dope like uh, plant. I don't know the actual name of it, but it's it's really good. Oh, I love that. Um, favorite place to travel to and why? I would say the place I've con- I've gone to the most is Vegas. Um, gambling, sports betting. Um, I go there like every year for my birthday and once with my brother too. Um, but I think that the place that I haven't gone to that I want to go to is Bora Bora. Yeah, absolutely. Vegas, that's an interesting one. I'll be out in Vegas. Uh, are you doing shop talk? <laughs> going out there for that? No, I'll be out there for shop talk, so we'll see how it is. I'm on the fence about Vegas, but I like it. Uh, you you still do, you guys can't, you guys can't bet though in California right you have to have a bookie or something right you can't do like the online betting things I don't yeah. I don't really bet unless I'm there now these days I don't really okay, I don't really cool. drink unless I'm there these days either oh there you go it's kind of like a forcing function yeah yeah I love that okay last one and we'll wrap up if you have dinner with three people dead or alive fictional or non-fictional who'd they be so you you're at a four person table you're taking up one seat who gets the three invites uh, definitely Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> this has been my favorite podcast yeah. ever. What? Yeah, definitely Tom Selleck. Mustache is new angle. Magnum PI is just classic. What is just a work of art? That's well, so good. Well, you got to have somebody there. Like, if people walk by, they got to know that it's a party, and and Tom Selleck would achieve that one. So you got to sacrifice one seat for him. Um, <laughs> uh, I love that pick. Yeah, definitely Tom Selleck. He's like first pick, batting first. first. Pick. Um, oh my gosh, think, uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, got it. Would love. I've seen him talk once in uh, L.A. when I was at Quest, and 
um, that one. And then the third one, um, probably uh, JFK. Interesting. That's a really interesting dinner. Uh, I'm a huge fan of all three. Definitely uh, JFK. What a what an interesting. There's a lot there for sure. Uh, Black Mamba definitely, and then like you said, Tom Selleck. Come yeah, on, get the fuck out. Like done and done. Awesome, man. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. Um, where can people get Perfy? Where can they find you? This time is yours, my friend. Um, www.drinkperfy.com uh, is where you can find us. We're on Amazon as well. Um, my LinkedIn is where I do most of my talking. Uh, you can just search Vasa Martinez. V is in victory, A-S-A Martinez. And same on Twitter. Um, and then Perfy's handles are at drinkperfy on pretty much everything. Amazing. Yeah, go buy it. Uh, it's delicious. If you got the the extra scratch, definitely your merch is on point. Your merch is one of my favorite merches ever. And then, uh, again, I've talked about like 17 times with that cooler that you guys hit. You nailed that. That thing is, we have three of them at the office. Oh, yeah. so you absolutely nailed that one. Um, all right, folks, that's another You're Not Your Eyes. We are going to get out of here. What do I got for you? Triplewell.com if you want to get more involved with Triplewell. Um, we also have a fantastic newsletter that goes out every Tuesday, Thursday called Whale Mail. You can sign up at triplewell.com slash whale mail. And then go subscribe to Vasa's podcast if you're into CPG or you just want to hear more amazing stories about Vasa or uh, understand why Tom Selleck is the man. <laughs> go listen to his podcast, Food Chained, on all your awesome podcast catchers. Um, it's been great to follow you, man. It's been a really cool... I, what a cool founding story, man. You just... Uh, this is exactly why I love podcasting. Like, it's just peeling back the onion of Vasa has just been so fun today. It's a, uh, you're a really impressive person, man. I really enjoy it. Uh, if you're ever out in, are you in LA though, right? Yeah, I'm in Torrance. Oh, I'll be in, uh, I'll be in LA next week. I'll ping yeah. you. We should do some dinner or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm going to a founder's dinner and some other shit. So um, I'd love to catch up, man. This is, this was awesome. Are you going to be at Grove? One of my favorite ones. Yeah, I'll be at Grove. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah you'll be going? there. Oh, perf. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Look at that. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Three, three degrees of separation. Um, all right, folks, that's all we got. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, if you leave a review, I will love you forever. And then um, let's send some merch to people. What's a safe word? If somebody emails me this word, Vasa, uh, they'll get some free merch. Uh, what, what's a good word? Pineapple. Pineapple. Email me <laughs> at Robert Ray Hill on Twitter and or uh, <laughs> there's some connotations there, but kid, the kids won't do yeah. it. Uh, uh, email me at Robert Ray Hill on the Twitters or LinkedIn. Uh, send me a DM with the word pineapple. Give me your size and your address. And we'll hook you up with some merch. Uh, and then, like I said, go get some pervy. It's amazing. It's awesome. And it doesn't spike your blood sugar. And it helps your brain. What more could you want, people? Uh, Vasa, I really appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, folks. That's it. That's another one in the books. Goodbye.